friends welcome to another episode of making disciples my name is chris rogers and i am your host now today's episode is going to be a conversation with reverend kate wharton who recently did something that really got me thinking she posted a picture online of a whole set of what i would describe as like pretty old school english books uh, the, the kind of notebooks that you got when you were at school and she showed photographs of how she had taken the New Testament and handwritten it into these notebooks as a way of reading and processing uh, the words of Scripture. And it really inspired me. It's definitely not for me. I, I don't think I could have the patience to actually sit there and write out. My handwriting is awful. I've definitely got the handwriting of a doctor. So I, I'm not the kind of person that would ever sit and beautifully write out the New Testament like an old scribe would do. But it got me thinking, like, what can you do as a way of processing and reading scripture? Because there's something really cool about focusing on each word as you copy it over. And, you know, when they translate the Bible from the original Greek or the Hebrew or the Aramaic, they're doing so, choosing the words very carefully for those translations. So each word is really important. So choosing to write it out and copy it out and, and um, kind of go through the process of writing out those words is really significant for our spiritual health. And I love it. It's not something for me. But it might be something for you. And I'm trying to think through what is the version of this that I could really get into. And I love the idea of writing out sections of scripture and being very careful about how I write out maybe a small little bit of the Bible and make it look beautiful. I love drawing. I love creating. So there might be a way for me to enter into uh, this way of uh, engaging with scripture. One of the things that I do is I, I've been doing this for a little while now where I print out a Bible passage and do, do a Bible study on that passage and then that passage then gets hole punched and put into a folder so I, yeah, as i'm doing bible studies I'm, I'm kind of writing and drawing on the piece of paper on the passage so we're kind of engaging with it and exploring it so i hope you find this really interesting and a bit different how could you engage with scripture now before we jump on we are fast approaching easter but we've got a couple of really uh, i just think really cool episodes uh podcast episodes i've got one coming up uh, that I recorded in Iraq. I recently got the privilege of going and spending time with the church in Iraq. And whilst I was there, I was able to record a podcast live from Iraq about what I learned and saw. And that is fast approaching. So that's coming up. So that's next week. I really pray that you would hope that you would enjoy that. But Easter is therefore fast on top of us and spring harvest is coming. So I haven't decided yet if I'm going to have just a momentary pause for spring harvest or if something might go out. So I can't promise you there'll be anything after the Iraq uh, episode, which is really outstanding. Uh, but we will see. I'm not making any promises. But before I go, also just to say massive thank you to the listeners who are supporting the podcast by buying us a coffee. There's a link in the show notes. We have now got a whole ton of you that have supported the podcast. Uh, and that is such a blessing. We are going to be able to do a number of things with the podcast. Not only are we going to be able to drink coffee, we're going to upgrade some of the technology that we use to record the podcast, uh, which is really, really uh, exciting and, and, and grateful for that. So when you get to listen to the, the podcast episode, from Iraq it has been recorded on a device that I bought with uh, the uh, coffee money that you guys have supported the podcast with so you'll already be experiencing a, a kind of a, a change uh, as you listen to the podcast we're just going to upgrade kind of what we're doing so a massive thank you for supporting the podcast in that way if you would like to support the podcast by buying us a coffee you can do that in the show notes um, today's podcast is all about the bible 
We go through a Bible series at the moment because my Bible book by book has come out. And yes, you've been asking, will there be some more episodes drawing on the teachings from the Bible book by book from the Bible? And the answer is yes. There'll be more on the way where we look at some of the Jewish context stuff from the Bible. But friends, today we're going to talk about being a scribe of the Bible, copying the Bible, rewrite, not rewriting, but writing out the Bible into notebooks. And I hope, I just really hope you find this interesting and inspiring as we have a chat with Kate Horton uh, and what she has done here as she's processed the Bible. So friends, let's jump straight in. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoy it, please do give this episode a share. So here we go. Hey, welcome to Making Disciples. Thank you so much for spending a bit of time with me today. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. So just so if people have not heard of you, Kate, uh, you're a vicar of a church. Uh, you're the assistant national leader of New Wine. Uh, anything else you want to throw into the mix? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I do both of those things. I'm also I'm a trustee of St. Melitus College, uh, Anglican Training College, people might have heard of. And I'm a member of the General Synod. Yeah, well, people will have definitely heard of St. Melitus. I've mentioned it tons of times. And we had, we've recently had James on, uh, who was speaking as well. It was brilliant. Now, Kate, there's so much we could talk around in terms of renewal and church growth, new wine. But what I want to focus today on is the Bible. And I was on Facebook uh, a little while ago, and I spotted that you had been doing something uh, that I, I just really got inspired by. Uh, and that was you've been writing out the New Testament into what I would describe as almost little school English books, but they're not quite that. What, what is it you've been doing and, and how long have you been doing it? Yeah, well, I so people, the first question people asked me when I posted the I finished photo of my one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten notebooks of the New Testament. The first thing people said was, how long did it take? And I didn't know because I couldn't remember. So um, you'll be glad to know that I checked uh, in order to talk to you today. So funnily enough, it's almost exactly a year because I looked back to when I had posted the first photo of starting Matthew. And um, so it was one of those lockdown projects. You know, in lockdown, we all did some different things. I did a lot of jigsaws. Um, some people, you know, learnt to bake bread, all of that. And it was one of those things where I thought, oh, I wonder what it would be like just to start writing out some scripture. And, you know, I think perhaps um, different people have engaged in scripture in different ways. Um, and I, in the past, I've written, I've written out sort of favourite verses. I have verses kind of stuck around the house a little bit. So favourite verses, I've done this before, but I've never done anything this big and I didn't know if I'd do the whole New Testament because of course you you kind of have no idea how long it will take or much how much paper it will take up how many notebooks will you need so when I started Matthew I didn't know how far I'd get but I kind of fell in love with it really it was just a great thing to do it's been really really um it's just been kind of enjoyable but it's also been um it's really fed me and it's really helped me and my reading of scripture. Do you like writing? I mean, you've written books. Yeah, but do you like writing? But this is different that, you know, that's with a keyboard. This was. Yeah, well, that's the difference, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do like writing, although I think you notice, don't you, that actually we don't write, you know, with a pen and paper nearly as much as we used to. I mean, I'm of the age where still at university, even some of my stuff was handwritten. I was just, we were just about starting to kind of write things on a computer by the time I was at university, but all my schoolwork was handwritten. And of course, today that's that's not the case, is it? And so I think you do notice now you kind of write with a pen and paper and you think, oh, my hand's a bit sore, you know, I've written a while. But I do like writing. I write, so my, if people know what the love languages are, my love language is words of affirmation. And I love, uh, therefore, to write cards to people and letters to people. I love to get handwritten posts. Um, so I do like to write. But I'm not one of those people who writes everything by hand. So some people, even writing a book, will will do it by hand. It helps their brain processing. I don't. I write books and sermons, mm. all those on the computer. But when I'm revising, which of course, thankfully, I haven't had to do for a long time. Um, but when I'm revising for an exam, I did find then that the the way I could remember things best was to write. So I'd have my notes from the lecture or whatever. Mm. And then in order to memorize them and help me um, get ready for the exam, I would often write them out again and again. So I, there's definitely something for me about that helping me to remember. Yeah. My handwriting is garbage. It's, it's really poor. So I've scribbled down some notes now for my conversation with you and I'll even look at my handwriting of what have I written. I, I miss out letters because it's almost like I'm my brain is going two times faster than what I'm capable of typing and writing. So my biggest problems with writing is that my my brain is thinking at such a pace that I can't get it on the paper. So the last few books I've written, I've actually dictated them to my mobile and then I've typed them up because that was the only way of actually getting it out of my head so that I didn't lose anything. And even now we might, I'm doing a doctorate and even now I'm, I'm dictating stuff to my phone to get it out that I can then sit down and type up and actually do something with it because I just can't. And the handwriting is just way too slow. That's even slower. So I end up spelling things with letters missing or just a squiggle because I, I just I can't. So actually there is something quite interesting about this in that it would force me to slow down. I don't need my brain to go that quick. I could actually do this and slow down. I'm, I'm not sure my hand would want me to slow down. But it's an interesting thought that actually I'm not engaging with having to think about uh, what needs to come out. This is actually what's coming in. This is a different direction, isn't it? Well, exactly. So I think the, the, the speed thing, I mean, I've definitely got a, a quick handwriting. Um, there was a funny time a few weeks ago when um, uh, my colleague, uh, the curate here, uh, was doing the notices based on a note I'd handed her just before the service. And every note, every notice she was going, does it say Wednesday? <laughs> like, what, what does this say? And it was a disaster. We were like, let's never do that again. She's trying to trying to give these notices and she can't read a thing I've written. So I definitely have very scribbly. I've got notes all over my desk here. You know, it's very scribbly. But I think when I'm trying to write, nicely I can you know yeah. um, but but I think you're exactly right that the, the slowing down process was the thing here mm. um I wasn't just scribbling a verse that I wanted to remember I was writing this in a way that you know I I, I did I very deliberately got nice notebooks and a nice pen yeah. um I want these to be something that I keep forever and then you know maybe yeah. I give to my goddaughter, or you know, this, it carries on, and I, yeah. you know, I wanted it to to look nice. It wasn't just about the process and doing it on paper, and then it's thrown in the bin. 
there was also something about this being something that you know I, I keep and, and and matters to me talk to me about the, the notebooks because I, I I have to be I so I've got a bunch of these little notebooks that I actually stole from we do <laughs> Operation Christmas Child and somebody had done a whole bo bunch of boxes and in the boxes they'd put these notebooks and they look right out of school and I just thought they looked like they're straight from the 70s so I actually took them out and bought some nicer ones to put in and then I kept them because I just they they they're cool for me but they're not cool if you're six years old does that make sense yeah and and uh, they've got lines in there so I'm actually using them at the moment as notebooks uh, from for the stuff that I'm doing I, I loved the ones that you had where where are they from were they specifically bought with the title because you've got the titles of each book of the bible on the side well again after the question how long did it take you the second most asked question was where do I get those notebooks now I am a stationary addict I love stationary um if people are wanting to know what sort of you know, presents to buy me for birthdays or things. I love a nice pen. I love a nice notebook. I, I'm very easily pleased with stationery. I really am. And so, as I say, when I decided to do this, I knew I wanted to do it kind of deliberately. I didn't just want to pick any old notebook I had. I was quite fussy about it. And believe me, I've got lots of nice notebooks because I journal. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I had already had plenty of stationery but I bought this deliberately and what I was looking for and I had to search quite a lot to find this what I was looking for was a notebook that I could personalize and have written on the spine um the names yeah. of the books and also on the front um that what it was so I wanted notebooks that I could personalize in that way and so I searched and searched and I found them on not on the high street um, now they weren't cheap in order to get them personalized, but I kind of thought, well, this is such a sort of labor of love. This is something that I want to sort of last my whole life. I'm, I'm happy to sort of invest in this really in a, in a kind of hobby kind of way. So I found a particular seller on Not On The High Street that you could personalize. And obviously you could get anything on this. You could, you know, like you could say Kate's diary on the front and you know, mm. 2022 down the side. The, the point is you can write anything on it. So, I first of all just bought one because I thought, well, I don't know how much I'm going to fit in one notebook. Um, you know, I don't. I started at the beginning and just kept writing. Um, so I literally bought one notebook that said Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John down the side because I thought, well, I'll do, I'll do all the Gospels and we'll see what happens. And so by the end of this first notebook, I had finished Matthew and just started Mark a couple of pages. So this whole notebook basically was just Matthew. And at that point, I thought. Oh, this is going to take more paper than I realised. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't so know if I'd fit all four gospels in this notebook. I just didn't know. Is it both both sides? Uh, each sheet, both sides, or are you using? So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are, aren't you? So yeah. Literally every bit of paper. Every bit of paper. So filling. I, the only thing I've done, so I've got a I have a title page. Yeah. Um, but then apart from that, every bit of paper is is taken up. So I use lines, not blank paper, because blank paper it would be all over the place my lines would be up and down so I've, I've got lined paper I've got quite big handwriting so if you had smaller handwriting you'd obviously get a lot more in and I the only thing I do is I mark the chapters but not the verses yeah so I, it's not one complete stream of writing the chapters are marked but then there's nothing for verses and where there's where there might be a um, a quote set out you know slightly formatted differently I haven't done that I've literally just written the whole thing as text yeah 
So I got to the end of, only just started Matthew in this book and I thought, right, I'm going to need quite a few more books. So then I got, you know, Matthew, Mark and Luke, Luke and John two. <laughs> and actually got, it took got a me, number of them, yeah. Yeah, it took me four notebooks just to do Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Um, and But that was great, you know, I got to the end. And actually, of course, I finished John only, you know, there's loads of paper left at the end of that. Yeah. And then I had this kind of practical decision of, well, do I carry on in this book or do I, what do I do next? So at that point, that's when I did a bit of maths <laughs> and a bit of sort of planning to think, well, yeah. what should I do? And I decided that basically I, I did want to separate out the books, but that some of the tiny books, I wasn't going to waste mm. loads of paper and do, you know, one book for, you know, first yeah. John or something. Um, so like Act has got its own book, Romans has got its own book. But then after that, I start, you know, combining things again. They do look beautiful, and you could, because you've chosen different colours, my nerdy side just loves that. It just oh looks... yeah, there's like a whole I like I love this. There's a whole yeah. colour scheme, and the great thing is about this particular seller on that. I mean, goodness knows what these people are not on the high street are thinking as they print these books for me, because <laughs> this has been about three different orders as I've worked out what I needed. But the great thing about it is they've got so many colours to choose from. So if I, I don't. Mm. I'm not necessarily going to manage the whole Old Testament, but I have got books ready for Psalms. I was going to say Psalms then feels like the obvious next step, doesn't it? Does, it does, doesn't it? Psalms and Proverbs yeah. is what's happening next. I love that. Um, and I could, I, I really could do different colours for the whole thing. It's a great um, site. Okay. What translation did you use? Well, I used the NIV and obviously it's, it's not without sort of, you know, controversy or we could have a debate about it. And I, the reason I did the NIV is because it's just the translation I know best. It's the translation I grew up with. It's the translation we use here in my church. So in my devotional reading and in my sermon prep, it's the translation I read the most. I do read other translations. I, I compare and contrast sometimes. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the message. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of all sorts of different translations. But I decided, you know, and, and, and so how I did it as well was I, I wanted to use my Bible. You know, I've got loads of Bibles, but the one that I read every day, I wanted to write from that one. And so that's how I ended up doing the NIV. Mm. No, it's, it's, well, that leads me to the next question, which would be if I was writing the NIV word for word into a notebook, there would be this little temptation in me, particularly when I got to the Beatitudes. And, oh, do you know what? I know the NIV says blessed are the, but I really don't think blessed is the best translation of the Greek phrase. And I'd rather translate it, you know, you're in the hands of God when. The danger is you then playing with scripture well, are you translating? Are you paraphrasing? What are you doing in that? Did Was there any temptation anywhere to change anything or just put your spin on something so it really connected with you better? There, there, there wasn't really, to be honest. <clears throat> I think, I think, as I say, because I know the NIV mm. so well, it is the version that I'm most familiar with. So even where occasionally I think, oh, the NRSV says this or the ESV says this and even where I know that and I prefer them because this is still sort of my default so actually in 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 any I, I'm, I'm not very good I must confess at memorizing scripture I'm not very good at just knowing passages but in 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 those passages that I do know 
by heart it's always the niv i can't help it mm. it's just how i learned it it's how i'm familiar with it so although there are there are definitely mm. moments where i think i prefer a different translation of this but because i was just doing the niv i think i just yeah. sort of accepted that as actually i know this um so no there weren't i mean there were a few times i, I just made a mistake um just what, as, as, you, you know do? inevitably when you made a mistake what did you do well the mistake, first time or... it happened i thought oh now what what happens here <laughs> um so it depends what it was of course so you know occasionally i i literally just missed out a word or, or did something and if i missed out a word i added it in but occasionally i because of course it, even copying you're looking here and then you're looking here and you're you've sort of remembering a line in order to write the line and occasionally i just got it wrong so i decided i did need to change it i decided i couldn't really cope with because otherwise there was this weird thing i mean i'm not I'm not suggesting I'm sort of arrogant enough about this to think that, you know, in 200 years time, people are going to be studying this, these notebooks. But there's sort of the risk that if I change something and don't correct it, it looks like I've done what you just said. It looks like I've sort of done it on purpose, which I wasn't. It was just an error. So I did, I literally just sort of tipex. I, I was a bit cross with myself every time I made a mistake because I was like, oh, it's messy now. I've had to, you know. But the scribes who were translating the well you know uh, literally copying the scriptures we 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 see where they you know we're able to get different copies of different texts and we can see where a scribe made a mistake and it got passed to somebody else and then when they've copied it they've just copied the mistake yeah and we end up so people say oh the scripture's changed and it will no it hasn't but actually you do because there was no photocopying you know there was n there was no um exact way of photographing it was all copied from scribe to scribe sitting there. I got to, I don't know if you've ever been to Masada, um, Mount, uh, uh, yeah, up on Masada, and up on the top of there's a little, um, I don't know if he's a rabbi or a teacher, but he sits there scribing when he's not teaching the scriptures, he's copying uh, the Hebrew scriptures and scribing. Wow. You can look through the window into his heart and he's sat there with his epic white beard and he's you know he's copying it, it wow. out and you just imagine you know what you've just talked about it's not new this is how the scriptures got passed from generation to generation uh for the last two thousand years and you know, they didn't have tipex yeah well absolutely and what it did actually so this is just some silly little thing that i've done for me for my own benefit you know nobody else is even really gonna read it it didn't matter and yet I got so frustrated when I made a mistake and it really did make me think, oh my gosh, imagine being this scribe and this is your job and you're doing this beautiful, you know, manuscript and you, and you make a mistake. Yeah. I mean, oh, the frustration. <laughs> when you become Bishop Kate <laughs> and you've, you know, maybe even made it somewhere up to Archbishop level <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you pass away and your library gets handed on you don't know in Liverpool, you know, who, for, you know, in future generations will be uh, <laughs> reading from your... Copy. I've got this image now of people filing past my little orange notebooks and opening up with white gloves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. You you just don't know, though, because that's what we do with others who, who've done that. You know, what what's to say that actually... Um, you know, you and I play our part in the future generations, don't we? And uh, you don't know what's going to happen uh, to them at all. Um, so you're copying. I'm going to give you. Um, so 
Kate has got a cough, and I love it. You just you just muted yourself. That was very well done. Um, you're engaging with scripture. You're engaging with each word as you copy them. Is there anything that, as you were doing that, started to leap out for you that maybe you hadn't spotted before? Are you engaged with oh, that phrase has come again? That phrase has come again. There are a couple of different things that happened in in that regard so inevitably my favorite verses the verses that have meant the most to me over the years mm. the ones maybe i have memorized or have you know been special to me at particular times writing those out even though they're ones i know well was very special mm. so um you know it's hard to say isn't it, what's your favorite bible verse because i think it slightly depends on the day but i but i love 2 Corinthians 12, 9. I love this idea of God's grace being sufficient. Mm. And so getting to, you know, approaching that, knowing it was coming and then writing out those words that have meant so much to me through my life, actually writing them out in their context, in the chapter in which they appear was really special. So those favorite passages were special. Mm. But then in addition to that, there was something about now, I mean, I didn't do this for hours on end, you know, my hand couldn't sort of take it, it would have cramped up, you know, so mm. often I wrote one chapter at a time. So it's not as if, um, you know, I wrote swathes of it and could see how it all fit together or whatever. Mm. I had occasions, if I was on retreat, maybe where I wrote a bit more, but generally it was one chapter. And then, I, you know, did something else and another day wrote another chapter. But even so, something I think about having the wholeness of it you know we, we we often read little bitty bits don't we mm. um and that's you know that that's that's okay it's, it's good we should read it regularly it's 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 good to read even if we only read a, a few verses each day but the danger of that is that we separate it out from the context in which it appears we have our little reading for the day wherever we take that from but something about seeing the whole of it here mm. and um coming to one chapter straight after there was, there was something really helpful about seeing the wholeness i think yeah of of the new testament yeah. um and, and and so i did it i did it in order as well which is another sort of decision because obviously and, and in a way that makes sense i guess for the new testament if i were to do the old testament you could perhaps make different decisions about that but i did start at matthew and finish at revelation and so I think there's even something in seeing like the progression of that and mm -hmm. how the different letters fit together. And Revelation actually what, was a revelation. Uh, revelation was, um, you know, because Revelation is one of those books, isn't it? Um, however well people know it, but it's one of those books people are often a little bit scared of. It's one of the books, you know, when, when you talk to people within your church congregation about reading Bible, people often say, oh, I don't, never read Revelation. I don't really understand it. It's a bit hard, isn't it? And there was something about writing that out in its entirety because of the extraordinary imagery of it. Um, that, that was amazing, actually, writing out these kind of dreams and visions and uh, concepts and ideas. Yeah. One of the things that really inspired me when you look at what some of the early scribes did by drawing, well, not even early scribes, but the Middle Ages, where they would put these borders around the text where they described it and actually the imagery around the edge would aid what you were reading in the text because so much of scripture is visual and we make it so much about the words but actually 
it's visualizing some you know jesus says i am the light of the world visualizing some of that that picture yeah Uh, when you were scribing it let's say over you know in your mind were you picturing was there anything going on where you were playing visually in your mind or were you just focused solely on the words i think i was mostly focused on the words it's interesting isn't it we're we're all different aren't we how our what our creativity is like and how how our minds work and i'm i have to be sort of careful how i think about this and say it because i've I've always been tempted to say i'm not very artistic and i'm trying not to say that actually about myself Mm. because i think it's it looks different what i mean when i say that is i can't draw so i i can't draw anything that looks like anything but i am quite creative in terms of things i make and i also really enjoy uh, coloring and it's interesting isn't it because this wasn't um it wasn't a thing that adults did until a few years ago um, I was in this colouring trend well ahead of anybody else. I've always yeah. enjoyed colouring. But now you can buy journaling Bibles, colouring Bibles. And I know friends who are very creative and can create a whole image of a Bible passage or a text. I can't do that myself. But I have a journaling Bible that I love where it gives you things to colour in. Um, and I really enjoy doing that. And there is something about that visual and the images and the pictures that I love and, and sort of meditating on that. So I've always enjoyed that on a quiet day or a retreat day. I love to use my journaling Bible and colour in. With this project, I, I didn't do that. I literally did just write words. I have a friend um, who is doing a similar thing, but much more slowly because she is doing it in a more creative way, if you like. So she is doing that decorated first letter thing that's so lovely in the old manuscripts. And and actually when I saw, she sent me some pictures and I saw it and I thought, oh, that's so lovely. I wish I'd done that. But actually I couldn't do that. It wouldn't look Mm. like hers does. (laughs) Mm. So for me, yeah, it was just the words that I wrote. And I, I didn't necessarily picture those images, but what I did is I found myself thinking more about when it was written Mm. so as i wrote you know paul's letters my mind went to what i know about them Mm. i know where where and when this letter was written um it put maybe on this one paul was in prison or or maybe here you know he'd he'd been on this particular missionary journey you know acts in particular as as you write through acts and you and you 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 know the journey that's that's so i did i did that a little bit so not necessarily a picture in terms of creative imagery but but perhaps the Mm. almost allowing me a a a window into thinking when and where was this written and and it i think in a a way more so than ever when i've just read it actually i would i'd push back on what you just said and say actually what you've just done is art because we you know art is narrowed down to paintbrushes and uh paints and pencils but actually as a performance art or a creative art uh, writing uh, is a part of that how you form the letters how you work the letters how you work out a mistake it is a part of that creative process i think the very choices of the books that you've got and how you've got the names and the smile all of that actually is a creative work of art and I think that's what engaged me when I saw the photograph uh, of them all stacked up. Was I engaged with the colour. Uh, they they just looked beautiful. And I think the choices that you had made really did something for me who would describe myself as, as artistic. Mm. 
so I think I'd push back and say, no, actually, this don't look at what your friend is doing and say oh, they're doing it more artistic. No, this is this is art. Can I just ask you one last question as we finish? Um, so as you've written it out, what did you learn about God as you were doing it? Was there some new just little revelation or a truth that you, you know almost came to the surface for you as you're writing those words? I think the answer to that question is in incredibly obvious, but was actually nonetheless a really important thing to be reminded of. And I think not just to be reminded of in general, but to be reminded of in the moment when I did it, because this, when I look back at this in years to come, this won't just be remember when I wrote out the New Testament. This will be remember when we were in the middle of a, of a worldwide pandemic and life was really hard and lonely and difficult and scary. So I think the context of when I did it is actually quite important as well for me. So actually, the thing that God, the, the thing that God said to me, I guess the thing that I, I really felt and knew as I did this is, is so obvious, but it was this. The Bible is God's word for me, for us, through which he speaks every single time you read it. And, and that's like, it's not like I didn't know that before. That's incredibly obvious, mm. but it was so apparent with every word and every page and every new book. You know, I, I could sit down and think I'm going to write out Lord of the Rings, you know, because I really like it. And wouldn't it be fun to have my own copy? And I go, oh, it's a great story. But writing out the New Testament was so alive. Mm. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. And um, if anybody wanted to say hi, check out and see photographs of uh, your book, your books, your library, um, <laughs> where can they do that? Uh, they can, the easiest place is probably Twitter. So I'm at Kate Wharton, Wharton's got an H, so Kate Wharton 27 on Twitter. And I put photos on there, but equally, I mean, I've got a blog, my, you know, church website it's all pretty easy to find online so they can feel free to send me a message connect in some way so it's my surname is w-h-a-r-t-o-n wonderful and we will put those links in the show notes as well and uh, link to your blog as well kate thank you so much i thank you for two things one spending time with me today and i know people are going to love listening to you speak about this and checking out pictures but also i think the inspiration behind what you've done helps those that do struggle maybe with reading um, that will find another route into scripture and I think uh, anybody listening you don't have to do the entire New Testament you don't even need to do the entire gospel or it'd be quite fun to do a gospel but actually choosing to write out a, pra um, a parable or mm. part of the Sermon on the Mount you know sections of scripture could just be as uh, inspiring and you don't, you know, they could even start by not starting at the beginning. Uh, if you had a, you know, a folder where you could add as time goes by, you could do bits of scripture and put it in order as you go along uh, and, and kind of see where it builds up. So there's lots of different ways of using this. So I think you've really inspired and certainly inspired me to think again about how I might go about um, doing something similar. So I'm, I'm already kind of brewing on a little idea. So thank you so much for your time. And uh, I hope your cough gets better soon. <laughs> Thank you. It's been lovely to be with you.